On this week's episode of Orlando Real Live, I had one of my friends, Ryan McNally of McNally Construction, join me to talk about some of the more prolific homes that he's built over in the Reunion area, as well as out in Bella Kalina. We talked about news of the week and dove into your questions and answers. I think you'll enjoy it. Stay tuned. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. It was all started by a month. What's going on, everybody? I appreciate you coming out tonight. We're talking about all things real estate, theme parks, and living in Orlando. This is the Orlando Real Live. And tonight I'm ch- hanging out with Ryan McNally of McNally Construction. What's going on, man? Not much, not much. You know, staying busy. A lot of construction going on in Orlando right now. So keeps us uh, never dull moment. Um, so yeah, we're excited. So excited to be here. Keep checking in down below. Let us know. It does help. I check in every time, every after every time to figure out again, are we watching people watching from outside of the country, outside of Florida, outside of Orlando, and hopefully curate some content that helps you guys. Also, throughout the entire show tonight, make sure you're asking questions. We want to answer your questions about, uh, about life in Orlando. The real estate market is kind of an interesting thing. We're going to talk about the construction process and how uh, custom home builders like Ryan are doing and versus the production builders and all that kind of stuff. And actually, I think that's where we start tonight, Ryan, is so you sold a, a, a rather large house. We did. Yeah. Over in over in Reunion. And for those of you guys listening back to the podcast, this house is uh, this is a big one. How big was this? So this was about 10,500 uh, AC. And I think under roof, we were around about around, uh, I think it was 13,000. We've been like this was three years ago now. Almost, yeah. So <laughs> this is a big one. This uh, yeah, is uh, yeah. for those of you guys watching the channel. I did a, a whole video on this. This had like the Toy Story room, right? Yeah. So we had a big two story um, space and we had this company Dreamport Studios. who does a lot of our kind of themed rooms in that reunion area. And it was kind of a made you feel like you were a toy within Andy's room. So like everything was jumbo size and you, in as you walked in, you're like, you see this big vending machine with the little aliens in there and stuff. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. It's pretty trick. And so that was in reunion. Correct. And like, I feel like reunion and I would say golden Oak are the two where theming is not, not mandatory, right? but you see it a ton. Oh yeah. hundred percent. The, the higher end, big month, you know, ROI producing homes all have tricked out themed rooms for sure. Yeah. And so you sold this one for 5.9 million back in uh, 2021. Correct. Yeah. Which was the, actually, I think it was the highest price sale in reunion at the time. And so it just resold the people sold it for $6.5 million. Right. So it set it tied a record actually, yeah. I think for uh, the highest sale in 2023 in reunion, what's going on. What do you say in like with the, the higher end market in Orlando right now? I think it's pretty healthy. I mean, I'm fielding at least a call a week in regard to someone looking to build a custom home, um, whether it be, you know, a, a vacation home in the reunion area or, you know, something more residential on the Bella Kalina side or Windermere, Bay Hill area. So I, I think it's pretty healthy. Things haven't slowed down for us, um, you know, so. Not as crazy as it maybe was in 2021, but at the same time, yeah. it's still really a healthy market. Yeah. You don't have guys, you know, uh, coming in and just saying, I'll take the house sight unseen, no, no appraisal, no inspection. Yeah. So people are shopping, but in, you know, if a house is, is priced right and, and, you know, something newer, they're, they're still flying off the shelves. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I teach my team, if, if we're priced right, and we do our marketing job properly, we should be sold in a fairly recent, like quick period of time. I do notice that some of the houses over a million five or so are starting to sit maybe a little long, but even still it's like 30 days, yeah. 40 days. It's not like, yeah, which is six like, months. that was a good, that was a good turnaround, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, pre COVID, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. Somebody I've been looking out for, for the show that I wanted to give a shout out to is Michael. What's going on? He says, uh, Hey, Hey Ken from winter park. I met with Fallon and Brianna yesterday to list your house. Excited to finally be working with your team. I've been following you for three years. That means, that means the world. Thank you so much. It's good to chat with you and excited to work with you for You're sure. In good hands. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. A good time. I got to give a quick shout out too. Cause before, you know, might get late to go to bed, but yep. my wife and kids are watching Katarina, Stella, Slater and Sire. So Hey guys, if you're out there watching, what's up guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. So before we talk about uh, the production homes and kind of that whole process, well, let's talk about the, the, the higher end production, like the higher end construction homes. Cause you, you build some of the biggest houses in Orlando, sure. some of the, like the marquee. I feel like it's hard that a month doesn't go by where I don't see a McNally home in the news. And so where are these people coming from? Are they using them as second homes? Are they using them for primary residences? Yeah. So uh, it, it kind of varies. So in the reunion resort specific uh, market 
for those that don't know, it's an area where, you, you know, and Ken's done some videos on it, but you, they allow short-term rental. So yep. a lot of that, it used to be a lot more European investors um, pre-COVID. Post-COVID, it's a lot more Midwest, Northeast. Um, and, you know, they're building, a lot of them are building these vacation homes that they're renting out. So they're kind of, you know, they were financing them using that leverage to kind of make money on these homes, right? So they were, and now it's, it shifted kind of to both. So before it was more investment driven, but then they would stay there a couple of weeks of the year, but mm -hmm. really ROI was the most important factor. Now they're building them and, you know, some people are not even renting them out. They're just building them because they want to have a secondary home that they can come to spend as much time as they want, um, and, and, and do things that way. Um, where also you're having people building in reunion that are just building full-time residents because now they can, you know, they were living Northeast, New York, New Jersey, or Midwest Chicago. Yep. And they're building these homes where they can work from home. They've got everything they want. They got the temperature they want. They don't have to go and start their car 30 minutes early, you know, to let it thaw out and shovel driveways. <laughs> Dude, and that was me for like the longest time. We were like Detroit and I was like, I, we came here to buy a second home and then yeah. we just never left. Yeah. It, it happens a lot more than you think. So, <laughs> I mean, my, I, we're transplants as well. I mean, I've, I'm a naturalized Floridian been down here since I was two, but my parents are all from New England, New York area. So, um, yeah, the got great, it. great migration, the right? great migration. Yeah, yeah. It's continued to go. It's funny. Cause, um, we've got some people, it's uh, Nick's checking in. He says, uh, Hey, please stop sending people here. Listen, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Uh, we're gonna actually talk about some of the migration patterns and what's going on because, uh, there's been interesting stuff in the news, man. You've seen this, the interest rates are higher. Yeah. The market's definitely slowed down compared to what it was, but Orlando is still doing, doing really well. And so, uh, it's funny to me. Cause like, I feel like, uh, if I would have moved here and I love it here, mm -hmm. but then I said, Hey, shops closed, please don't come to Orlando. Like, okay. You know, like we got to be good yeah. neighbors at this point. Like, you know, we love it. So other people are going to love it too. And growth is good. I know change is, is hard and people look at the traffic and they're like, oh, I can't stand the traffic, but I think growth is good. It, it you know, it, it's only healthier for the economy. It gives us more options here. And we got the parks here. So we got, we're used to people coming here all the time anyway. So if we increase the the population to me, it's, you know, we've got all the people coming here regardless. Yeah. So if we can bring them here where they're working and contributing to, uh, you know, the, the city and, and the outskirts of the city, I think it's all positive in my opinion. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So we talked about Orlando baseball coming over on our channel not too long ago. You're wearing uh, uh, Orlando yes. magic uh, Jersey, uh, farmer George, who's been a fan of the channel for years. He said heat and six, which you, what do you think heat or uh, Denver? So I don't, I, I, I can't root for the Heat, obviously, because I'm an Orlando Magic fan. <laughs> um, so I got to I I think I'd rather see Denver win. Oh. And, you know, see AG, who spent some time in Orlando, get a get a chip would be nice too. So, um, yeah, I sorry to break it to you, but I'm I'm gonna have to go against uh, Miami there. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So Ben asks, uh, what's the latest news with Toll Brothers West Haven at Ovation? So I actually talked to one of the on-site sales reps there on uh, earlier today. And he said that it's looking like mid June. So we're here. We're June 1st, which is insane that it's already June. It's like it's whirlwind. a whirlwind year. And so uh, it looks like mid June, they're going to go back to the people that they were working with prior to the shutdown. And for those of you watching that haven't heard before, or maybe you've probably heard this before, but there's a section of Horizon West called Ovation up and down New Hartzog Road. They had to shut down all the construction because they were having issues bringing in like water lines. Did you hear this? I have, I hadn't heard that. Idea. So, so the developer apparently, uh, had bought rights to all the land, mm -hmm. bring, brought the road through, but then there was a section where they couldn't actually bring in sewer and water. And so they had to replat the entire road and then redo like a lot of these different sales. So there's actually some houses right. that were built on easements. Someone got fired in that. Someone got fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, so they're finally ready to get ready on sales. I know Taylor Morrison across the street. I got an email from them yesterday. It said, Hey, are you still interested? Are your clients still interested? So they're going to get ready to launch. Yeah, so I think I mean, that's, that's, that's prime location and they're connecting tw uh, 27 to 429. They're doing that big uh, sports facility off of 27. It, it's going to be, Clearmont, you know, Winter Garden area, it's just going to be massive, you know, as far as the development that we see over the next five to 10 years. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, the car dude asks anything new in St. Cloud. I mean, there's a ton of new in St. Cloud. Uh, Osceola is 75% rural. Uh, I don't know. I've read this earlier today as I was preparing for a, we did a video on Sunbridge, by the way. I think that's a great neighborhood mm -hmm. if you really love the St. Cloud uh, area. Uh, but did you know that St. Cloud has seen a 45% increase in population over the past 10 years? I, I believe it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
Lake Nona adjacent, right? Yep. I mean, it's it's you know, I don't know which direction it is from Lake Nona. I'm ge- geographically southeastish, um, yeah, <laughs> challenged. <laughs> but you know, it's it's basically to me, it's a, it's just an extension of Lake Nona, really. So that's I think that's where the value is. They're bringing they're you know with that Sunbridge, I think they're very focused on technology too, which is really cool and bringing yep. a lot of that into it. So I think they're doing a great job with the development out there as far as uh, some things that they're offering and kind of, you know, calling it St. Cloud, but really to me, it's just an extension of, of Lake Nona at this point. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, Samuel says he's checking in from Mineola, Hills of Mineola. He finally closed on your home. Congratulations. That's awesome. That whole area is amazing. I just found out there's a new Dell Webb community coming there. I'm not sure if you're old enough for Dell Webb community, but uh, the fact that a lot of people in Claremont, they don't want to go as far as the village is, but they want something like a good product that's gated. Dell Webb's coming to Mineola. So I think that's going to be a big deal. Uh, that whole Mineola, it's funny because it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a throwaway area because it's definitely not, but it's not like Winter Garden, Claremont, you, Lake Nona, you hear about these all the time. Yeah. And then like Mineola is kind of like the quiet cousin. Uh, I think it's a good value play cool. for people. And, and we didn't really talk about it, but Groveland. Look Groveland. What Groveland's doing. You know what I mean? Like. Before it's people just, like Groveland, and now it's yeah. like, oh yeah, Groveland, yeah, yeah. for sure. I actually had uh, somebody call me the other day about it, wanting to build a house out there on a five-acre plot and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think I think you look anything Orlando outskirts right now is probably probably good to look at and still somewhat affordable yep. compared to you know more metro Orlando. So, um, it's I think the circle is just going to keep growing a bit and transportation changes and stuff like that, and a little more easier to commute or work from home or whatever it may be. I think, uh, I think start looking outside the circle. If you're kind of in that lower range to find some, some value there. Yeah, you have to, I was talking yeah. to, um, and actually NBC nightly called me and they were like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about what's going on? This is early today. It's been a busy day, bro. The fact that it's seven 30, <laughs> we're still going. Day, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh my gosh. So, uh, NBC nightly called me and they were asking for a, a quote on insurance and then also like what, you know, Orlando's blowing up. It's due to doing really well. We're going to talk about this in our next article, uh, here next, but what happens if people can't afford the core areas in Orlando? And you're seeing this over, you're building over in Bella Colina. Like if they can't afford Isleworth mm-hmm. or like, you know, some of the, like, like, like none a country club, they're pushing out a little bit farther, yeah. getting a little bit more land and a lot more money, a lot more house for their money. Talk to us about Bella Colina and what, what do you think about that area? Bella Colina is, Bella Colina is great. And if anybody's been out there, you know why, I mean, it's the topography. You got that Claremont kind of vibe with the Hills and it, it just doesn't feel like Florida. Right. So if you, yeah. if you're like, oh, I hate Florida so flat or, you know, whatever, go to Bella Colina and, and the clubhouse, the, the development out there, um, they brought in some more semi-custom like Toll Brothers and, and more production like Dream Finders to kind of build it out a little more, but there's still a lot of our uh, custom builders in there like ourselves are building these huge custom homes a lot of athletes young families are living there they got the montford academy right there and really from downtown orlando it's like a 20 minute drive and i think yeah. people got a lot of people got in their head the notion that bella clean is like so far out there but you're right next to downtown winter garden you're right next to Claremont. you're kind of in the middle of this big development boom so yeah and it's a lot more affordable where the lot prices are still lower than kind of the the windermere uh, chain of lakes, you know, where you're kind of having to buy like a $2 million house to tear down, to yeah. build something just to, you know, to start, you know, your, your 3 million off of, you know, tear down site development yeah. and the cost of, of what you're buying. So to me, I think we're going to see it come a long way. Obviously, you know, we still have the Lake Apopka, yep. um, you know, you're not going to be swimming in there or anything like that. But, soon, yeah. Um, so yeah, but they got the Lake Sienna, the middle lake and stuff like that. But yeah, as far as looking for a piece of land that might be an acre or two acres, something like that for an, you know, under a million bucks, um, you know, you can still get it. It's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. And so the fact that you can do that in Lake and, in, in, uh, in Bella Clina is amazing yeah. with beautiful amenities, right? With, like beautiful. Like yeah. they, they spent like almost a billion dollars apparently right. on the development of the neighborhood. And then through COVID, the fact that they were able to keep it going and then they've got the sports court and then the golf course, it's, it's beautiful. And I think it's, it's funny how often, um, people are like, they'll look at, I remember when we moved here, horizon West felt like forever. Like people were like, that's way far away. Yeah, yeah. And then now it's booming. Oh, and, yeah. and then like Bella Kalina was like, oh, that's 30 minutes away. And you're like, yeah. ah, it's really not that far. Yeah. And with 420, I mean, it's 429 to the turnpike, really. And then, you know, 408 into Orlando. Orlando. So, I mean, it's, it's, you've got these highways that are well-developed and can handle kind of the traffic that they have. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Just reading some of these comments here. <laughs> There's so many comments that I. Toe 
Uh, Tahoqua. Tahoqua. Yeah, is also in uh, St. Cloud. It's also okay. it's grown so much. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's go on our next our next article here. So bankrate.com came out a list with uh, it said housing housing market heat shifts to the southeast. And so they kind of going through a lot of the different areas that are very popular. They talked about what is an A plus community. They talked about it basically being uh, uh, is it growing? What's the unemployment like? And then what's the job market like? So the hottest metro areas in the country, and these are metros of all sizes, small and, and large. You had Gainesville, Knoxville, Cape Coral in Florida, Sarasota, and Charlotte. So those were like the top if you look at all sizes. But then when you start looking at the larger kind of um, the larger the larger metro areas, meaning something that's over 2.3 million people in population, they put out a top 10 or top five list. And Orlando made it. And so it was Charlotte was number one, Nashville, number two, Tampa, number three, Dallas, and then Orlando. And they said the reason why that it didn't make it higher on the list was that uh, because of housing inventory was so low and marketing times ranked towards the bottom 50, meaning that it was like too short of the time. It's, it's kind of funny the way that they were like, oh, houses are telling, selling too fast and there's not enough of them. So we're going to rank yeah. you lower on the list. Doesn't really make a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, but I guess if you're a buyer, that would make sense. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, in inventory is important, right? And, you know, I think we both know that even the production builders have backlogs of, of reserved homes that they just can't build fast enough. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't see that slowing down anytime soon based on what we've seen. Um, and then everybody that's moved into a house and has a great rate. They're not moving. Yeah, they're not moving. They're yeah. going to stay in that home. So <laughs> they ain't moving. We ain't yeah, leaving. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's interesting though. So I think um, you know, so the home of Walt Disney World has the top five finish in appreciation, unemployment, and job growth. Uh, and so that's obviously great for us. It bodes really yeah. well. I think for the longest time we were known as being somewhere where it was like if people move to if they want to live near Disney. And that was it. Yep. And now it's like a really good mix of people moving here for, hey, they can do remote work or maybe they work for in the defense aviation. There's a lot of other things going on in Orlando yeah. beyond just the tourism stuff. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, I mean, I love it because you don't I mean, Orlando's especially if you're a younger family or or an older, you know, someone retired just tr trying to get away from it and doesn't like the big hustle bustle of the city yep. and, and things like that. It's 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 great. There's so many things to do with the kids. There's so many things to do on the, you know, if you're, if you're older and you know, kids at your empty nesters or whatever, you know, it's, there's something here for everybody. Yeah. And, and there's, it's such a melting pot of people too. You know, it's such a, an eclectic group of, of people that live in Orlando from all over the world, which I, I growing up in Orlando, I always thought that was cool. I had friends I from Brazil, awesome. I had friends from Europe, you know, so it's, uh, that, that eclectic group of demographic is, is really cool as well. Yeah, so. I agree. So I want to give a shout out to Disney maniac says, Hey, can I just want to say thank you to Riley. We closed on exactly the kind of home we wanted today in Windermere. So congratulations, congratulations. and welcome to Orlando. So, yes. so cool. That's amazing. Love, I think, Windermere. love Windermere for sure. Um, all right. So go, let's go back to that. You talked about the, the builders having a backlog. And I think that that's an interesting uh, conversation to have because we help a lot of people buy new construction, both on the custom side, but a lot of times on the production side, because mm -hmm. there's just more of them. Right. right. Uh, but we talked about this before the show. There's a, there's an article that came out from the OBJ Dreamfinders homes reported a high construction backlog of sold homes in Orlando with high growth in central Florida. According to a recent company report, they have 850 homes in Orlando with an average sales price of 626 uh, that are basically just sitting there. They're waiting for them to kind of get finished can you talk to us about that? Like, I mean, once you sell a house, you think like, Hey, this, it's in motion, but there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with us, obviously we're a lot of our stuff's pre-sale. We don't do a lot of spec builds. So a lot of people come to us with a lot or we'll help them find a lot, you know, or they'll, you know, someone like yourself will come with a client. Hey, our client just bought a lot. They're looking to find a builder. So they might meet with a couple different custom builders. Um, then we're kind of going, you know, we're developing plans. We're going to contract. And then obviously it comes the time of the build. Typically with us, most people get a construction perm loan. So they're getting, you know, they're kind of closing on that loan with the bank. And then the bank's kind of dispersing those funds throughout the build. On the production side, it's it's more, hey, I'm putting down a deposit, you know, and then, you know, I'm putting down another deposit to lock my rate or I'm just, you know, crossing my fingers that it doesn't go up too much after right. they're building the house. <laughs> right. um, and then, you know, you're, you're just waiting to get that done. And obviously with the amount of construction going on, 
logistics are still kind of all over the place as far as uh, materials and things like that. Um, even for these big national guys who you think would have it more organized, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, there's not enough people, skilled people to kind of get it done. So you're having these houses take a little more longer to develop. I think when our pre COVID, they were building houses within like hundred days, maybe. Yeah, and now insane. they're like From- over 280 or something like that. Last I heard. So it's just the, the logistics, things are taking longer to get done. I don't think that's going to slow down. And then, you know, so it's just, People are waiting to to get these houses done and and, and move in because like we saw a lack of inventory, kind of while we were down on the list. It's just and insurance too. I think insurance plays is a big one. It. Yeah, because yeah. you can't go buy an older home without having to put a lot of money into it just to be insurable. So I think that will continue to be an issue. So there's going to still be more and more desire for new construction. Yeah, I think and um, that eats up a lot of the construction force too, having to bring some of these houses up to be insurable. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is like, so do you feel like it's more of a a supply issue? or a labor issue right now? I would, I would say labor, but that kind of ties into supply too. I think a lot of these manufacturers don't have the labor to help produce these things as well. So Mm. I think it's kind of a, I think it all relates back to the labor majority. You know, we just don't have a lot of the skilled trades that can get things done. Um, A lot of people, you know, it used to be generational, you know, used to be dad was a plumber son would become a plumber, you right. know, and now, now a lot of people don't want to do that, that type of work. So now they're going to college to yeah. get a English degree that they end up not using. They get a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in debt. And when they could have just went and became yeah. a tradesperson, I think that's, I mean, the trade yeah. stuff is, is huge. I think that trade um, school for your kids, trade your school, kid doesn't know what he wants to do trade school. Let's start there. Yeah, right. And then you can always go back and do something else later. I think yeah. that's a brilliant idea. And it is sad to see. And some of these people, I mean, they're making 80, 90, $140,000 yeah, a year. Money. They're making really good money. Yeah, especially if you have the business savvy to kind of create your own business within it, right? So, yep. you know, a lot of these guys are doing really well for themselves, but a lot of them are stretched thin too because they can't they can't they get can't the help, people. you know. So they're they're taking on work because they don't want to turn work away, but then they can't keep up with with producing the way that they used to. So. Yeah. Uh, somebody gave us a, a super chat. So I appreciate it. Floro oh, seven. Nice. Uh, Ken said, Ken here in Hamlin horizon West, we're having serious trouble with labor to fill the restaurant jobs due to simple economics and labor force dynamics. I think that goes right back to what yeah. Ryan is saying. I mean, feel your pain. Yeah. There, yeah. You find people that, uh, unfortunately you're having to pay more and you have got like Disney universal. They're paying a minimum of a 17, $18 an hour. Yeah. Uh, man, I remember when I was growing up, this, I feel like an old man saying this, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it's funny. My kids are, I've got my, my oldest is going to high school. Okay. Yeah. I was like, how is that possible? I just graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, right. so I was like, was like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's up? Uh, but I feel like, you know, pricing unfortunately has to keep up, catch up, but, but that makes everything more expensive too. Like yeah. you got your, your Chick-fil-A meal is all of a sudden, you know, $12. You're like, right. What, it just happened right now, but yeah. Flora, we're, uh, we're all right there with you. So good question. I think here coming in, uh, Ryan Antonio asks Dr. Phillips or Lake Nona. What do you think? Oh, I would, I, I think you'd have to, I'd have to know more of your circumstance. They really give you the best answer. Um, I, I, so a little background on me. I, I kind of grew up in the Dr. Phillips area till I was about just before high school. Then we moved to celebration as my family was one of the, uh, feature builders in celebration. We built a lot of these custom state homes out there. Um, and I love Dr. Phillips. Um, but I think Lake Nona is growing quite a bit. I think you have a lot more older homes, obviously in Dr. Phillips. Um, but if you can find a deal, I mean, you're kind of in the center of it all. Um, but then if you, if you travel a lot, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of golfers like living like Lake Nona because they're close to the airport. So it really depends on, on what your appetite is. I mean, um, but I, th- I don't think you go wrong either way. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. It comes yeah. down to the profile of the buyer. Right. What's most important to you? So Dr. Phillips is by far in the middle of everything. There's uh-huh. Restaurant Row. There's golf courses. Bay Hills right there. You're super close to Disney, Universal. You're you're not far from really downtown or really anything. Right. It's hard to go wrong in Dr. Phillips, but housing inventory is all older. There's literally one more neighborhood left in all of Dr. Phillips. It's by Pulte, and it's right over in O Town West. And after that. It's built out. Whereas like Nona, you can get something newer and you're kind of believing in the area. You're believing that the new construction continues, which I think it will, that the jobs will continue to go well. And even though Disney's pulling out, that they're going to have kind of a bigger town center and a lot of stuff coming. So you're, you're, you're buying into the vision and the fact that you're close proximity to the airport and all that good stuff. Yeah, I will add because it's been in the news a lot lately. Don't be scared by the Disney pulling out of Lake Nona news. Yeah. I, 
they're putting more emphasis on it than than what it should be because of the political climate. But uh, don't be scared of Lake Nona. Lake Nona was thriving and developing well before the, any of that news came out. Uh, I don't think, and I don't even. I mean, I build in Lake Nona, but I don't. I'm not actively building in any specific neighborhoods in Lake Nona. So I just say that as someone who who lived in Orlando, I used to live in Lake Nona as well. It, it, it's not going to stop developing, whether Disney goes back in there or not. It's it's going to continue to to thrive and 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 build up. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, we we own a place there. Um, it, we we bought a place there before we thought Disney was even coming. Just an understanding of everything that's going on in the area. And it's funny, they there's all these articles right now, Ryan, that's like, um, what happens to the 60-acre hole that Disney's leaving in Lake Nona? Someone will develop it. Someone will develop it. And it's 11,000 acres. probably already in the works. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. It's 11,000 acres compared to 60 acres. Like, it's not this gaping, yeah. like, chest hole. Uh, all right, so here's an interesting one that Peter asks, and this might be interesting for you, Ryan. So uh, with the possibility of a new baseball stadium coming to iDrive and the Westward Drive area, is there any housing in that area available? Pricing, areas are close by, it'd be really nice to walk to a game. So I'll let you know, uh, Park Square has a new construction neighborhood, and Lennar also has one that they're getting ready to release. But the reason why I'm interested in to see what you think about this is, like, the whole... Um, the whole area around Epic Universe and iDrive, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of no man's land. Most of the stuff has been entitled for hotels and multifamily. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about like a short-term rental neighborhood in that sort of iDrive area? I-, I think you can go wrong because of proximity. Um, an area that I think slept on a lot in Orlando is Conway. That yeah. whole Conway area. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's really nice. I think you could probably get some good value in there. And again, some of that stuff's a little bit older. I don't know too much new development that's going on out there no, but yeah. if you could find a, a place i think you could get value just because i think it's slept on a little bit it's it's kind of right off that 528 it's cl- you know close to the airport too but also close to that kind of i drive corridor um but yeah they're building a lot of of stuff kind of my office off sand lake right there in dr phillips so i'm i'm very close to i drive but i know they're doing a lot more development yep. they're doing some of those houses um but yeah i think th- i think that'd be great for I don't know what are they doing Airbnbs out of those. I, I don't. So the Park Square that. one they are, and then Lennar. It sounds like they're going to do Airbnb, and and I think it's. I mean, based on the location, because yeah, you're you equidistant, can't, so you can't go wrong. Yeah, I don't think you're you betting on Disney and Universal. I mean, I think they're going to do okay. Yeah. So so <laughs> they seem to be doing okay for yeah. so far. Uh, here's an interesting one from Adam Burton. So hey, we're two Canadians moving to celebration on August first. Yeah, Congratulations! Yeah. Any advice uh, or on security and safety? Are the neighborhoods relatively safe? So as a real estate agent, I'm not really able to be like, hey, this is a safe area. This is not. But I think anytime you move into a new neighborhood cameras, alarms, all that stuff's good. It depends on what you're using it for. If you live there year round, or if you are using it as an investment property and you're like, you live somewhere else, um, I think, or like a second home. I think that if you're not living there full time, there's home check, like companies out there that will come check on your house every once in a while, once a week, once a month, make sure that there's no water bursts or anything like that. I think that's a good thing, but any other advice to somebody moving to celebration? I I grew up in celebration. So I, I love it. I mean, I, I, from when I was a kid, I went there when it was just downtown. There's no houses there. So Did you call I it Selly? Selly, yeah. Selly <laughs> Bratz is what they used to call us. Oh, <laughs> man. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love Celebration. I mean, it's, it's you know, if you, you're talking, you know, Truman Show, Pristine, um, stay off the Facebook groups. Oh, that, man. That'll help you feel, you know, a little more safe because it gets a little <laughs> wild on there. I'm on, I'm on both of those. My so father still lives in, in Celebration. My grandparents live there. Up until they passed away a couple years ago, um, my son goes to school at the the K eight school. My other two kids go to the foreign language immersion school off Celebration Boulevard. Um, so, it, relatively one hundred percent safe. Are there still some times where uh, some kids might break into a car or a car might get stolen? Sure, but does that happen everywhere else? Yes. Everywhere. You know, yeah. so um, I'd say overall it's safe. My dad typically uses his, leaves his door unlocked. I'd say probably a lot of people might. Um, so I love celebration. I'll always talk celebration up. Um, it's, it's awesome. I loved growing up there. They got parks everywhere. They, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I would have bought a house. I'm building a house in reunion right now, but I would have bought something there. Um, you know, had, had I not had to update a 20 year old house, but (laughs) it's just, it's just more cost efficient for me to build a house as a builder. But um, I, I love celebration. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Same. We, we, we chose celebration to live in, um, when we first yeah, moved here, cause too, it's yeah. all, we, all yeah. we knew it was like, you know, Disney and celebration is all we knew. 
we felt super safe there. Um, it was really more, so the only reason we left is we wanted a bigger, newer house and Island village wasn't even a thought at the time. So we moved to horizon West to get a bigger, newer house, but let's talk a little bit about the real estate market and what's going on. Uh, Ryan, I feel like nationally you got the interest rates going up. Insurance is going up. People are talking about the skies falling in many of the other areas. We talked about the, the, uh, the bank rate article or housing market heat shifts to the Southeast, which is here, but let's talk about very specifically Orlando. So I actually pulled up a report uh, from the MLS. This compiles all the single family homes. And this was actually from 2022. So this week, but a year ago in 2022. And this is interesting to me because it looks like the average months of inventory was one month, which is crazy, yeah. super low. Um, but the average sales price for this week was a five was $501,000. Now, if you look at what's going on, if you're supposed to be listening back, you'll have to kind of come along with the visual, but watching on YouTube, you can see the average right now sales price in Orlando is 533. Wait a minute, Ryan. I thought the prices are falling. And, and this is what, you know, when we're getting close to these kind of political term years and stuff like that, I think you get a lot of mis misinformation um, as headlines, right? So yeah. I think people just assume interest rates go up. You prices know, come down. Yeah. And a lot of people have, you know, PTSD from, you know, 09, which I completely understand um, because, you know, but it was an artificially inflated bubble. Yeah. Um, Orlando market's different. People live differently. People work differently. Um, so where some people might have in the back in the day might have thought of it as a secondary vacation home, tourist town. Um, a lot has happened in 10 years, right? Yeah. I mean, Big time. Yeah. And I think real estate's hyper local. So you have to always look at specifically. Sure. There's some areas of Orlando where prices are still going up very quickly and other ones where it's kind of still flat. Sure. And I think that some of the more updated houses are selling very quickly if they're priced right. And then if the, you look at the prices of the houses that are outdated, like there's some areas even in Horizon West, like Horizon West is huge, 25, 30,000 houses. You got some of these older 20 year old homes that need carpet, paint, roof, windows. They need everything. Yeah. Compare that to some of the newer houses that have been built over the past two or three weeks or two, three years. Those are selling right away compared to the ones that have been sitting there for, for a month. So I look at the average, you know, average months of inventory, though. I mean, it's still one month, which is insanely low. I mean, we think that um, seller's market is anything lower than three months. So we're still technically in a seller's market, which is kind of weird to think. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, I don't even like looking at a lot of this data because it, to me, it's, I get a better sense of just the, what I deal with on a, on a daily basis. Right. And yep. you, you get the same kind of feel of that, that instinct based on what you're seeing every day and the calls that you're getting and the emails that you're getting. Mm. And, um, I feel like that's a better indicator of, because that's not really calculated any of that data. Right. Because if we know that people are reaching out, wanting to build a custom home or buy a home and, um, we know how many of those calls we're getting and when they stop coming in and like, you know, what's, so what's going on, yeah, we like, get a better <laughs> sense kind of ahead of the curve before yeah. they can kind of collect data and see. And I think a lot of people are living in kind of summer of last year where they're like, Oh, I can get top dollar still. And it's yeah. like, okay, well that ship is somewhat sailed. Yeah. House um, is 500,000. Let me yeah. listen for 550, and then it'll sell. Yeah, Especially at that Not price anymore. point, some of those people can't really afford that increase, you know, monthly payment where some of the high end we're still seeing continue to, you know, do, do large numbers because some of those people can absorb some of that interest rate a little bit better and know that they can, you know, refinance once, once things cool off a little bit more. Um, so yeah, totally agree. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, so someone says, uh, Alex says he heard of you from Ruth Krishnan in San Francisco. Well, wow. thanks Ruth. Appreciate it. Check out, check it in from Alex. Uh, so what else do you think it was going on in the real estate market? Where do you feel like if you had a crystal ball over the next year, what are you feeling? I mean, you said, Hey, I don't love looking at just the data. I think that is important, but maybe what I'm feeling. So are you feeling like we're just going to continue on with this or are things starting to change? Um, I mean, obviously I think things, I don't know. I've, I've got mixed emotions about it, really. I mean, I feel like my thought was summer, this some coming summer for a year, I thought it maybe things might cool off or kind of adjust a little bit. And I think we'll see some of that. But um, I think more on the the older side of homes, I think some of the newer stuff is just going to continue just because the inventory issues that we're we're still facing. I don't see that catching up with within a year so. I, if we see any decrease, I think it would be a very, a very marginal drop off 
Um, the other thing is like, I don't think we had much inflation the past 10 years. So I feel like we're just catching up really, you know, that's kind of, that was one at one to 2% on average for the longest time. And then that was finally catching up. Yeah. So I think we're kind of, I, I wouldn't expect prices to go down on, you know, not even just real estate commodities. You know, I think, you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, a dynamic shift coming. I think, uh, we'll see a lot more, um, kind of uh, warehouse factory built houses that will, you know, I know Lennar is investing a ton into 3d printing and they're already implementing some of that with um, concrete shells and things like that. Um, so I think we'll see a lot of that. I know there's a company boxable out there now that's doing a lot of these ready home site, ready homes where they kind of come in a box and everything, you know, every, all the electrical is done. All, you know, it's just a plug and play type of thing. So I think we'll see a lot of that. Um, come up in the future to, to kind of deal with some of that labor and be a little more controlled environment type stuff. Yeah. Um, as far as like the, you know, the, the lower price points and stuff like that. So yeah, the lower kinda, price points are still yeah. getting crushed. Even if, even though investors have pulled out in a lot of ways in the, in the big markets, like you talk about, uh, you know, like New York hedge fund kind of money is slowed down, but right. the localized investors are still doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting story that I found. This is actually out of San Antonio. Uh, Lenars, you talk about Lenars yeah. is spearheading the affordable play in San Antonio, 350 square feet for $100,000. These are tiny homes and they can probably build these in a factory, get them delivered on site and installed in like less than a month, right? right? What do you think? I mean, do you think that the tiny home sort of thing, I know like you're you're the king of like big baller <laughs> houses. So I don't want to say like, you know, this is your wheelhouse, but do you feel like, I mean, this is like, if you've been to Ikea and it's like uh, all living and 350 square yeah, feet, yeah. you're like, is that even possible? Yeah. I mean, obviously here in Orlando and, you know, we don't see much of it, but I mean, look at some of the big metropolitan cities. I mean, I read a story years ago about a guy living in San Francisco in a box in his friend's apartment and he was paying like (laughs) him 200 bucks a month or something like that. And just like, so I think, I think you will see, you know, newer generations to be able to afford a house. They, you know, it'll be more of a, a, of a simple lifestyle, more minimalistic approach. So, uh, I, I see it as the future, to be honest. And then just, you know, and just the amount of land that, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're not getting more land, you know, (laughs) right. We're running out of it, unfortunately. All right. So Justin asks, what are my thoughts around uh, winter park? Is it stable? I think that winter park's fantastic. I just bought, yeah, it's really hard to go wrong in winter park. I just bought an investment property not too long ago. We're doing a complete gut job, bro. We're spending way too much money on this house. Uh, winter park prices, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we moved into Winter Park and the contractor was like, oh, it's Winter Park. I get to charge you another 20%. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I think that's a really stable area. It's the highest price per square foot and the yeah. highest, average sales square, uh, highest average sales price in all of Orlando uh, is, is in Winter Park. So I think it's a yeah. great area. And some of the reasons for that is obviously you've got a lot of, uh, of high network jobs in the area, obviously. So people who don't want to commute far want that's to right. live in that area. Then you also have... Winter Park is a very strict uh, municipality for um, as far as planning goes and I'm finding z- out. Yeah, zoning and things like that. So they're very particular, but because they protect kind of what can be done, it keeps that that area valuable and keeps people from doing, you know, wacky things. It's like, hey, why did the guy build the four story pink, you know, uh, uh, horror mansion or whatever in the. <laughs> in in winter park because you can't do it so and then obviously the you know it's kind of inner city building so to speak so the accessibility i was talking to my uncle uh brian mcnally has a high-end painting company he does a lot of uh painting for a lot of the winter park builders and he's actually got a short bus where he buses in his painters just because they don't have the access so you kind of have some of those extra costs on top of that um that kind of drive that that price point but that being said, you put that money in, you're going to get that money out on the backside. So. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. All right, so a couple other questions. Adam from Canada. We love this guy. Uh, so, all right, so what's one piece of advice you give for people moving to Orlando from Canada or really anywhere, I guess? He says, thanks. So I think uh, one of the things is come here on a visit outside of Disney, outside of, you know, like outside of the theme parks, get to know the areas a little bit better because I think it's really easy to get caught up in the idea of uh, of just just dropping a pin on a map and saying, I want to be close to X, Y, and Z and making a jump. Come here, 
experience it, go to the restaurants, drive the neighborhoods, get to know the areas a little bit more. And then you're going to kind of feel what life is like. And then you'll, you'll be able to settle down. I mean, you don't need to take four weeks. You could literally get it done in, in three or four days, getting to know the different areas, the builders, the restaurants, the downtown areas. I think that's uh, really sage advice. Anything else you'd add to that? Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, speak to people that are familiar with, with certain areas, you know, like even in Orlando, we built in Reunion Resort and I talked to my friends kind of on the other side of Orlando and they don't even know Reunion Resort exists. Mm -hmm. So I think there's so much more to Orlando that, you know, one side of Orlando might not even know about the other side of Orlando, like the Maitland, you know, further out compared to the Kissimmee side of things. It's, there's so many different kind of worlds, so to speak, within Orlando that you can have whatever experience might fit your kind of um, desires. Um, so I think, like you said, kind of, there's a lot more to the, than the theme parks. Um, a lot of Canadians, I got a Canadian <laughs> neighbor who I love. I love, I love Canada. I did a, a hitchhiking trip with my uncle when I was 15. We went all the way through, went through Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, PEI. So we saw icebergs, whales, and went to a, a point where Leif Erickson came in. So I, I've got nothing but love for for Canada. So reach out to Ken and his team. You know, he's got people from all, all over Orlando all over. and just watch some of his videos. I mean, even as someone who lives in Orlando, I, I was always drawn to Ken's stuff. It's like, that's happening. This is happening. There's that in Orlando. <laughs> so figure. even someone who lives here for, you know, 34 years, I'm still learning more about Orlando every day. So that, yeah, I just love it, man. And I just, Thanks, I love the development and everything that's that, that people are bringing here. Agreed, man. It's uh, it's really cool to be a part of a town that's actually growing. Like I was from a town that was not growing. Right. Like you know, it was like every once in a while, a little neighborhood would pop up, but nothing nothing crazy. There's Orlando. There's always something new and exciting going on with whether it's like entertainment side or residential side. It's very very cool. Uh, Sasha asked a good question. So, what's the best part of Orlando to live next to Disney World? Uh, well, this guy lives in Reunion. That's pretty darn close. Yeah. Well, I'm actually I'm close to you now. I'm in I'm in Winter Garden, kind of not downtown so there's two winter garden sections. right yeah, if yeah. you ever explain that two, but, yeah, two different worlds Ham, of winter Hamlin, garden i guess yeah, yeah. more so to speak right now um but we're we're building a house in reunion resort now and i see um, both of those are really great for if you want to be close to yeah close to it, uh reunion's a good one too just because um you've got the um you've got the aspect of the short-term rental option so like me i'm building a house in reunion resort we plan to live there a few years while my kids are going to school in celebration which is you know, uh, right next door adjacent. Yeah. So, you know, celebration is another good one as well. Um, but that allows us to then say, Hey, I'm going to keep this house probably, but build something else somewhere else. Eventually probably end up in Bella clean as, as our goal. And then, um, I've got that as a income generating property now, or I could sell it to somebody else, or I could keep it, put it in a rental program and rent it out yep. and, and have that, that passive income. So I think, uh, having those options is, is nice, but then you have celebration. That's a nice family community. That's going to retain value forever. Um, so yeah. yeah. And then if you got the money for it, golden oak, you know. golden oak's the way to go. <laughs> uh, so G Skywalker says preach my life, uh, in Maitland is so different than champions gate. Take me back. So, I mean, Maitland is, there's actually massive developments coming to Maitland. I'm a big Maitland fan. Have you been up to Maitland like recently to see yeah. kind of what's going on? Yeah. I don't hang out there too much, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's great. I think uh, I've had some buddies that, that live out that way and 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 love it. Um, Bob Ross, I think, was a Maitland guy. I think was he? Back in the day, yeah. Wait, wait, wait! Like the like the painter. Oh like, yeah, he fro? lived in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh yeah. All right, so let's talk about two things we're going to wrap up for tonight. So, uh, so Ryan McNally, if you had to decide what your favorite park is, Universal, Disney, and then which park, what's, what's your favorite one? Okay, so I'm gonna say. I'm an animal guy, so I love Animal Kingdom. Love the safari ride. Probably yes. my favorite. But um, I, I like Universal. I'm not a big roller coaster guy. My wife's kind of the adventurous one. So yeah. she's, she convinces me I'm crazy. <laughs> I go through a loop-de-loop, and I can't walk in a straight line for like two weeks. But All right. All right. Well, speaking uh, of loop-de-loops, you've got Epic Universe is uh, unveiling their dual roller coaster uh, topped off. They've got new permits and that sort of thing. And one of my favorite follows, if you guys want to keep up to date on just like literal – um, sky view of what's going on in Orlando is bio reconstruct over on Twitter. This stuff is so cool. He jumps up in a helicopter like That's once a week cool. and shows off what's going on. So you got this dueling uh, roller coaster, the park's tallest, fastest thrill ride. It's a dual track launch coaster. Uh, and you can kind of see some of the photos coming together. I'm just like, as a builder, 
Yeah, right? it's, like, it's just like the structures are just insane. insane. Yeah, I mean, like, and watch that to see how fast the stuff's coming together too. I mean, this like this was dirt. I feel like a year ago, yeah. and all of a sudden there's like roller coasters and buildings and all that kind of stuff. So somebody asked earlier in the show, when does Epic Universe open? They're talking like mid 2025, and it's coming along quick. I'm just I'm so, so that's, excited. That's part of existing Universal, or is that this is the new? Is? This is the new winter. Uh, this is the new Epic Universal. Oh, so Epic, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So this is going to be uh, completely brand new. This is overall like kind of more I drive, like South I drive. Yeah. And so this is where like Nintendo World's going to go. How to Train Your Dragon. They've got a new Harry Potter area. They've got a, um, a like old monsters Hollywood going in. It's that's it's probably going to be my favorite. Wet, Wet and Wild used to be. Yeah, yeah, that area. whole area. Yeah, 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 exactly right. That's going to be very, very cool. All right. So one of the other things with theme parks is it, this is interesting to me is like, so the house and, and, you know, I don't really like to love talking politics at all here, but uh, this is an interesting one because it does affect tourism and definitely Orlando, but the house bill would make counties pay for visit Orlando. And so for those of you that don't know what visit Orlando is, it's basically a tourism marketing agency and they take money from the different companies and basically they, they, they take millions of dollars and they invest it in the different areas. So then there's visit Tallahassee, visit Orlando, visit, and they've got all of these different uh, Instagram accounts and marketing to kind of get people to come here. And now I don't think, I mean, what do you think? Does Orlando have a problem with getting people to come here? Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about this earlier. It's like, if you, you know, visit Idaho is probably a hard job, but you know, <laughs> no, no offense to Idaho, but you know, I'm sure there's tons of great stuff to do, right. but um, yeah, I mean, how is visit Florida? Like, do we really need to give them more money to get people to come to Florida? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listen. I mean, their whole thing is like, um, their what, what she had mentioned the, the president of Visit Orlando, they said, think about what happened during like Zika or uh, Red Algae or uh, you know, Pulse Nightclub. There's there's things that happen, and then their job is to be the response arm of making sure that people understand, hey, listen, Florida's still safe, Florida's still a place yeah. to, to still PR for Florida, their PR yeah. for Florida, which I mean, that's I mean, I, I, I do that for a living, basically, right. <laughs> I do that for free, and right. they should pay me, but basically. Basically, what they're saying is that the house uh, house is basically going to try to strip away a lot of the money, take away a lot of the money from Visit Florida and make the counties decide, do they want to invest in it or not? And hopefully save us some tax money on the top end. I don't know. I think that's not a bad idea because, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Christmas, whatever county that's in is going to, you know, want to spend more money than, or you know, Orange County or Osceola where people are already coming. So I guess it makes a little more sense as far as the, the counties that don't get as much uh, natural, uh, attention. It's mm -hmm. like, Hey, if you want us to, to speak for you or to help promote your area and knocking stuff over over here, <laughs> um, then, you know, obviously you got to pony up more money. Right. So yeah. it makes sense to me is in that regard. I think so too. I think so too. I, it's an interesting thing. I, I don't know how, how to quantify saying like, Hey, listen, and because Disney does their own marketing, Universal does their own marketing, SeaWorld, like their billboards are they're everywhere online. Like, I think there, there's really no issue bringing people back to the area. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes and like how this all shapes out. It does it actually save the taxpayers money? Because I think that that's ultimately what we're trying to do sure. is make this a cheaper place to live. And if this is a way that they can save millions of dollars, who knows? But uh, all right, last story for us today. We're going to wrap up. So Lake Nona Airport property values expected to skyrocket after the Brightline launch. So I think you and I are maybe a little split on this. What do, what do you think about uh, the Brightline making Orlando kind of like easily more accessible to Miami? I think it's a bit prehistoric, to be honest. I think they're, they're trying to justify spend a lot of money on this thing. I think if it got you there an hour and a half, then yeah, you're talking that's that's a good commute time to get to Miami if you're wanting to work in Orlando and and commute to Miami a couple couple of days a week. But when you're talking about a similar drive time to to taking the train, then you gotta figure, all right, I gotta get transportation from the train station to wherever I'm going, um, versus having a car and you kind of go and go as you please. Um, I think the biggest problem is uh we don't have the local uh, public transportation, that's right. you know, compared to someone that's commuting, uh, I think you mentioned kind of some guy, you know, work, live in Connecticut, work in New York. And then when you get to New York, obviously you got that, that public transportation. I don't think we have that in Miami or Orlando. So, yeah, I think so. So I, you know, I, the whole pre premise and I was sharing before the show with Ryan, I said, I had somebody that sent me this, it was saying like, Hey, listen, think about New York. Like if I live in New York, but I, I, I sorry, I live in, I work in New York, but I live in Connecticut. I can take the train. I can work in the meantime. And, or, or maybe I, I live in the city 
Monday through Friday and then commute home on the weekends. I think that this is going to be a really big thing for Miami. I could see it happening. I mean, just the fact with like the pricing in Miami, we talk about crime, you talk about pricing you have home insurance. There's just, everything's more expensive in Miami. And so maybe you work there and commute home on the weekends. But, but the problem with the bright line that I see, and I, and I agree with you with at this part is like, there's really not saving you any time. Right. If it was an hour and a half drive or, you know, a train ride home, awesome it's like basically the same as driving yeah and, and the advantages of driving and having all the comforts that you have and i mean maybe maybe the sense of like hey if there's wi-fi on there maybe you can get some work done on yeah. your way so maybe there's an advantage there versus having to drive and and not being able to work while you're driving obviously um so uh, i don't know i think yep. it's i think there could have probably been a little more thought put into it as far as like you know, I know there's high speed trains that can go a little faster and get you there a little faster. So, you know, but I haven't done too much research on it as yeah. far as, you know, I think so. the big, big thing I think is here's the deal. So if they could get the price down because right now, well, okay. So the economy, uh, the, the economic ticket is like $79. If you want to get like what I think it's like first class, essentially it's like $149 each way. So $300 you're talking yeah. about if you, and it's if more you, than gas. It's more than gas. And so the really the, the main, main thing is, can I work not having to worry about driving, not having to worry about getting stuck in Miami traffic, all of these different things. Like uh, my wife and I, we're going to try this. We're going uh, down to Hollywood, Florida, like the uh, Fort, Fort Lauderdale area for a concert. We're going to try the Bright Line okay. just to be able to talk about it from yeah, like yeah. a pers I mean, perspective. I respect that. You yeah, know, right. You got to try it before you diss it, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, you know, in the comments below, let us know if, you, if you're going to try it. It's open. You can try it now. Uh, if you've tried it, let us know down below. Or would you do this, whether it's for vacation, for work? Is this something that you could see being part of your natural life? If they mm -hmm. if they offered maybe like a uh, a buy to get one free kind of thing, right? Like if you're yeah. a, a frequent traveler, they have a lower price, something like that. Yeah, I think maybe that checks in. A lot of people in the comments seem to think it think it was a good thing. So I mean, it, maybe for my lifestyle, it's just not something that I see as as valuable. But it seems like some other people do do consider it. Um, something valuable. So yeah, right on Ryan McNally, man. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach yeah, out? Yeah. If you just Google McNally construction group, obviously you can find our socials and website and everything there. Um, and you know, it's got all our contact information as well. Okay, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you yeah. guys for watching and make sure you give us a thumbs up before you leave. It does help more people find the video. We appreciate that. And we'll till next week. We'll see you then. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. At Posit Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out, info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys in the next episode.